Just a quick note, our philosophy here on Two Teas in a Pod is to use English in its most natural form. So, a few bad words might slip through the net every now and then. This episode contains adult language. Welcome to the podcast, Two Teas in a Pod. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Two Teas in a Pod. Hello and welcome back to Two Teas in a Pod. Yeah, we're back. Happy New Year. Happy 2019. Yeah, though it is nearly the end of January. Exactly. Probably don't need to say that anymore. When are you supposed to stop saying Happy New Year? I think probably... We should have... Two minutes after 12 (laughs) (laughs) on the 1st of January. (laughs) We are in a professional recording studio. We splashed out. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It's called Cadenza Recording Studio. It's written behind Katie's head Mm -hmm. uh, on the wall. That helps me uh, remember it. Um, It's It's all very very exciting. It's got carpets on the floor like an Abbey Road. Mm. Ooh, it's very plush. It is lovely. How have you been, Katie? I've been great, Tim. Yeah. What How have you about been up you? To? Loads of stuff. Sparts, but start of the new year. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to work. Yeah. Lots of like post Christmas catch ups with people. Got lots of things going on. Doing some fundraising stuff for my school. Mm. Uh, tell us a bit about that so we're doing some fundraising for a hospital called San Juan de Deu which is a children's hospital and uh, every year uh, my school puts on a performance to raise money for that for that cause Um, and it's really lovely it's called Magic Line I think that's the name of the fundraiser Mm -hmm. and uh, every year there's a performance in our we have a like a big stage in our school mm-hmm. and we uh, put on some money some uh, performances for that and raise some money and there's a raffle and things nice and that's on the 20th of february i was in the performance you a were few years ago the very first one yeah we did a sketch together didn't we, we? did a comedy sketch about funny. english teachers that have gone mad <laughs> that was good fun yeah that was really good fun and then i dressed up as a woman and did some beyonce dancing <laughs> Yeah, I forgot about that. That was good. And then last year, I did um, dancing with some other colleagues. And this year, I'm also going to do another dance with some colleagues. We're doing the evolution of dance this year. It's good, wow. it's good fun. So we've nice. been working on that. Sounds great. Yeah. yeah. How about you? What have you been doing? I've been my, doing my new job. Ooh. I'm the director of studies now. Oh, my, my God. It's so fancy. Um, which is good. It's uh, more hours. More mm. stress, mm. but it's been good so far. Okay, I've been a bit sick though. Everybody's got coughs and colds and things. You know what? Here's some good language coming your way. There's something going round. Mm. There's something going round. Yeah, everybody's catching the same nasty Virus. cough. Exactly. Yeah, we could do a whole episode about that. We could episode idea. Write it down. There write, it down. write it down. All right. So what's the topic for today, Katie? So today is sports, and mm. we're going to be talking specifically about some really weird sports. Yeah. Some strange or unusual sports. Weird and wonderful sports. Yeah. And some more normal sports as well. But oh, yeah. A little bit also. of a mixed bag. Um, so what are we going to be talking about? Let's have a look at the running order. 
Yeah. First of all, me and Katie are going to have a chat about some of the sports that we play mm-hmm. um, and sports we've played in our lives when mm-hmm. we were younger. <laughs> we're also going to talk about some sports we've invented. Yeah. Um, Top quality I'm interested sports. to hear what Tim's sport is. I already know the name of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, great. From there, we're also talking about some sports from the UK, some weird sports from the UK, namely... Mm-hmm. Highland Games mm-hmm. from Scotland. From Scotland, Bonnie Scotland Scottish. was Burns Night this week. Did you know? Ah, mm-hmm. it was. Yeah. And then we're going to be talking to uh, a friend of ours called Mark, mm-hmm. who has taken part in a particularly interesting English sport, whose name we will not give away yet. Ooh, mm. that's a good one. Hang on for that. Stay yeah. tuned. And also to your sister. Yeah. I'm going to be speaking to my sister, Ruth, who uh, does roller derby, which is kind of quite a violent uh, (laughs) roller skates based sports that she does in Canada. But then you can also do it in the UK, here in Spain, lots of places. It's very popular um, in the UK. I know some Mm. people that do it. Wasn't there a film with Drew Barrymore? Maybe. I haven't seen that one. And there's some kind of film. But long-term listeners will remember that Ruth, uh, Tim visited Ruth for as a surprise in the summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and we watched her play roller derby and I took loads of pictures of it. And it's, yeah. uh, it's a great spectator sport as well. Yeah, I can imagine. But we'll get to that later. Yeah. And then we're, lastly, we're going to be looking at five wi- wi- bleh, five ways to say different sports. I don't know what's happening. I can't speak. <laughs> five ways to say some different sports yeah, expressions. So finishing off with a bit of sports vocabulary. So, should we get on with the show? Let's do it. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Two teas in a pod. Okay, tip. So, tell me about some of the sports that you enjoy playing. Okay. Um, well, I try to play football every Saturday um, with a group of friends here in Barcelona. We play five-a-side or six-a-side, depending on how many people there are. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a group who have been playing together for like 15 years, and there's some of the original members of the group, and then it's like year by year, more people get added. Um, Is it quite cliquey, or are they quite open to new players? No, they're quite o- open to new players. Um, yeah, in general, they're quite wel- welcoming because uh, like the original guys are now like in their forties and they've got kids and stuff, so they can't play as much. So they always mm. need like fresh blood to come in. Mm. Um, and me and a friend of mine joined the group about six or seven years ago. We've been playing pretty much every weekend. Um, Good then. for you. Yeah, I'm also in a five-a-side Saturday mm-hmm. team, but I have to say. I haven't played regularly for the last year because of doing my delta for start and also then falling and seriously damaging my ankle for a second. So I haven't been able to play regularly, but I do love playing and it's also five a side. I'm, I'm a defender. Yeah, me too. That's the only because I can't run. I can't run. <laughs> I've got no no fitness whatsoever, but I'm good at pushing people over. Yeah, it's a useful <laughs> skill. Just blocking, just putting myself in the way yeah. of things. Exactly. I um, love it. Yeah, it's great fun. Yeah. Um, I get really into it. My problem is I never really played football when I was younger. Me neither. So it's like 
all the other guys <clears throat> have been playing football since they could walk, basically. Yeah, I know. It's really drill- drilled into some people, mm-hmm. isn't it? So, like, they can just distinct- instinctively know what to do. Mm. Um, whereas I'm kind of, like, learning like a kid. So I'm kind of like a kid <laughs> playing football, but in a Maybe you need to go body. back to school and just play with... Little kids. Little kids. <laughs> yeah. So I've got zero, like, technical ability. But I just always say to myself, um, try and keep yourself as fit as possible so at least you can run yeah. and try and do stuff for your team. And then they'll forgive you when you fuck exactly. up all that. Exactly, I think that's... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I always feel that whenever I'm playing, I'm going, oh my God, I need to get fitter. Because mm-hmm. if you, you, know, you can be the most skilled player in the world, but if you don't have the fitness to get back yeah. to the goal... Mm-hmm. Oh, we could talk about this for ages, couldn't yeah. we? What other sports do you play? Um, well, Slash do. You know, because we've been together, that I love skiing. Yep. Um, We're going skiing in a couple of weeks. We are. With March. a big group. <gasps> I'm so excited. Yeah, it's great fun. Something we do every year. Um, well, a friend of Katie's organizes a big trip to Andorra. Um, this year, there's loads. Looking loads at this, of like us. Like 20-something people. Mm-hmm. It's always good fun. Tim and I tend to stick together and enjoy doing some of the more challenging pistes, mm-hmm. um, which is always fun. Yeah. Getting down them as fast as possible. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm trying to, I'm trying to now like with skiing, I'm trying to like focus less on the speed and more on the enjoyment of the moment because yeah. I only go once a year and it is expensive. Yeah. So just try and focus on my technique, yeah. live in the moment, appreciate exactly. it instead of just being like, I'm going to get down to the bottom of the piece as fast as I possibly can. Although that does have its charms going really, really fast. I oh, think. it's so fun. It's so, I feel so, so alive. Yeah. Unless unless your skis are a bit loose, yeah. sometimes they can feel a bit wobbly or like you're going to fall off. Mm-hmm. And if you're going really, really fast, yeah. it can be a bit nerve-wracking. Nerve yeah. It's scary. can get a bit scary. Yeah. But it's one of the most satisfying sports, especially when it's like fresh snow and you're like carving your own track through it. And the sun's shining. Yeah. Oh, it's great. What do they call fresh snow again? Powder. Powder. Oh, yeah. yeah. A bit of powder. Last two times we've been, we've got quite lucky with this snow. It snowed the night before and then it stopped snowing in the morning and suddenly we've got like fresh snow everywhere. Beautiful. Beautiful. Mm. I've also been very unlucky with with the ski snow, ski weather though, I have to really? say. Like there's, um, sometimes it's been so windy they've had to close down several yeah. lifts. And mm-hmm. then it's just a bit unpleasant to ski in that kind of weather. But you've got an icy you know. wind blowing in your face. Yeah, and you feel like it's tiny knives cutting into your eyeballs. Yeah, nasty. Nasty. Um, right. What else? What else? Uh, when I was a kid, I used to like doing quite a few water sports. Mm-hmm. Um, my auntie's husband, that's my, not really my uncle, but I suppose it is my uncle. Like my second uncle, she had like, Three three different husbands. Her second husband. She sounds complicated. Was <laughs> another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he was really into water sports um, and like sailing and windsurfing and stuff. And then he passed away. Oh, that is complicated. Um, and then my auntie had all this equipment, like all these windsurfing boards and things. And my and she just said to my dad, "Do you want them?" And he was like, "Uh, yeah, okay." <laughs> so we suddenly got like. <clears throat> free windsurfing equipment amazing so we all started windsurfing great um with varying degrees of success 
Um, but no, it was good fun. And then my dad from there got in, really into canoeing. Mm-hmm. And so um, he bought canoes and we went like kayaking down um, rapids and like wow. open top canoeing as well. Oh, cool. And then we did a uh, canoe marathon, me and my dad, from like Bristol to Westminster. What is a canoe marathon? And it's how long, is that an actual thing? Yeah. 125 miles canoe race from Bristol to Westminster, basically. And how long did it take you? Like two and a bit days. And then you like, you do a whole day canoeing. Then you go and stay in like a hotel, get up in the six in the morning the next day canoe all day then the last day you've got to get up and you get on the river thames and you've got to get on the river thames and beat the tides Mm because part of the 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 thames is (coughs) tidal so it's you have to get really really early right otherwise it's impossible to actually get to london so we did that that's so Um, cool i used to do really hard (laughs) oh i still i still i'm a did water sports did Mm -hmm. um Lot of sailing when I was younger on like small dinghies, and then a couple of years ago went and did a crew. Oh yeah, I crew certificate you. for a yacht, so I can crew a yacht. Wow. Yeah, and my instructor said I was exemplary, and I was like, oh, brilliant. And I'm often told that I'm exemplary at anything, but I was <laughs> exemplary as a crew member. I'm very nice. happy about that. Have you done any? Have you crewed any yachts? Since Not crewed anything ago? since. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Probably have to do the course again. Can't well, remember anything. You can't. You might remember some of it. Yeah, maybe. One day. Okay. One day. What else? Um, I used to play basketball at school. Yeah, that was good fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, loads did loads of tennis. Yeah. 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 Okay. I used you know, to play tennis quite a lot when I was a kid. Up and down the driveway, though. Not on a proper tennis court. Oh, no. Just well, smacking a the ball up and down. T- I, for some reason, I just really hated tennis. Yeah. But I don't know. I think it's just because... I don't know why. Too lazy, I yeah. guess, for tennis. You've got There's lots of running around and sprinting back and forth in very short points of time. Yeah. Pain. Well. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed that. Yeah, it's a good <laughs> chat about sports. Yeah. Next, we're going to talk about some sports we've invented after the break. All right. Uh, so the sport that I invented when I was, I think it must have been six, six of primary or something, but we didn't really have like a like much to do in our playground we just had a like a climbing frame it was a very small school and they had a sort of there was an area of the wall which had like it was kind of set into the building and there seemed to be kind of two natural goals made by this right. kind of shape of the building and it wasn't very wide i would say it's about 10 meters wide this part so one wall became one goal one wall became the other goal and we seemed to split into teams and then the idea was that you had to get the ball from, you know, from your goal to the other goal to score a point. And that involved all sorts of tactics, throwing the ball, barreling through people. It was quite aggressive and it just involves lots of pushing and shoving and kind of, I guess, letting off some steam to get the ball to the other side of the wall. And we thought, this is genius. We're going to call this game handball. (laughs) <laughs> Didn't know handball was already a sport. <laughs> no idea. I still don't know what it is or how it's different to what we played. But what we played was basically just pushing people over 
So it's like full contact handball. <laughs> full contact sport. Yeah. So it's like rugby mixed with handball. Well, I don't even with... know how you play handball. I'm not, still have no idea. I think handball is it's not like full contact. I think it's kind of like football. Like you can't really push people over and things. <laughs> it's kind of like football where you throw it to each other. And I you used to, to teach a student who was a professional. She played for Catalonia, mm. the Catalan team. Yeah, it's handball. big here. Still never asked her. Yep. Uh, what it was about anyway what your version your was probably better yeah sounds much, much, much more, more fun. interesting yeah six you know six ten year old children pushing Just people like over scratching each other's eyes out was it like anything goes like cage match rules <laughs> yeah, no imagine gouging it, yeah, maybe. imagine it like that okay sounds great well, what about your yours sounds interesting my invented sports were well the loosely termed sports <laughs> um and they were invented when I was probably in my teen, when I was like a teenager, um, and they were invented when we were very drunk, with my group of friends. Do you are you saying you drank as a teenager? Yes. <gasps> Tim, you heard it here first. The exclusive. Um, one of them was called. Well, it doesn't really have a name. Um, you need four wooden spoons and two limes. We always had lots of limes for I don't know, making. Making drinks, I suppose. <laughs> All you need is four wooden spoons, two limes, two <laughs> players. Okay? Now, what you have to do is you have a wooden spoon in one hand, in your weak hand, because you're going to need your strong so like, hand. So, as for... in, like, the hand that you're not dominant in. Well, you have a wooden spoon in each hand. Right. Okay? okay? In your weak hand one, you have to balance a lime right. in the spoon, right. in the spoon end. And this is the thing you have to protect. From the other person, okay? <laughs> so, and then with the other wooden spoon, the idea is that you have to, like, hit the other person's spoon to try and knock their lime out of their oh, spoon. Oh, that's okay? genius. So it's kind of like you've got to hold the one with the lime behind you and kind of guard it with like your guard body. Guard your body and then, like... While trying to, like, just swipe, whack, them with whack your... and hit the other this, person's... What we're doing now with our hands is waving our yeah, hands. And it's that's great for radio. That's not good for radio. Just, yeah. <laughs> this is rubbish radio. Um... And you're trying, the objective is to knock the other person's lime out. And the idea is that you're not just supposed to like hit them in the face so that they like go ow and drop their lime. Okay. You have to actually kind of make contact with their spoon. With their spoon or their lime? Yeah, with their spoon or their lime. You can't just be right. like hitting their hand. Okay, so that actually sounds like something that could develop into a proper sport. Yeah, you know? well, it is a proper sport, 100%. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but we used to play when we were really drunk, so... So yeah. you thought you were great. Yeah, we thought we were great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was the other one? The other one's called American Cheese Ball, <laughs> which is basically American football, but in the dark, <laughs> um, with a massive block of cheese instead of a ball. <laughs> Where did you get the cheese from? From the supermarket. You just went and bought some cheese. <laughs> well, I think... Why didn't you just buy a ball? <laughs> what? No, I think the original night that American fo cheese ball was invented, <laughs> we were <laughs> at friends, at like a friend, good friend of mine, his parents used to have like a holiday shack. Holiday like shack? Cottage thing down by a beach in on the coast. Right, okay. Um, and we used to go down there in the summer and like spend a week there. We used to go to the supermarket on the way and like we were like, 17, 18, didn't have much money. So we'd go into the supermarket and buy all, the, buy all the cheapest food to make meals there. So we'd buy like the big blocks of cheddar, like the cheapest stuff you like can get. Like Tesco Extra, what yeah. they call it. No, not Extra. Te 
Tesco, or the other yeah, Tesco, super cheap. Tesco, super cheap. Yeah, super value, whatever they call yeah. it. Yeah, and then we buy the massive one because we're gonna be there for a week, and then like we get drunk, and then one day someone decided we we're gonna start playing American football and got out the big block of cheese, still in its plastic packaging, <laughs> and yeah, it's basically in the dark, people crashing into each other, taking each other out, trying to throw the cheese. You got two teams, you can't get the cheese to do a touchdown. Was this on the cheese beach? down. Was this on like concrete? No, it was on grass in the okay. field. Okay, okay. Um I I say it was based on American football, but I don't know how American football works. But it's basically <laughs> Somebody did it with people yards? taking each other out, crashing into each other, fighting over a big block of cheese. Was it just rugby? But like with some sumo wrestling. And involved. but then you could go go long, you could throw it. Over the top of everyone, you could just have a, a guy running just the end zone. You can't throw the ball forward in rugby. Oh, you know you can't. You're right. Um, and then after that first time, whenever we had a party, um, we used to <laughs> deliberately buy a big <laughs> block of cheese. cheese, a cheese ball. How did I have a question? How did the cheese ball look yeah. at the end of the game? Oh, it's totally smashed. But like, the thing is, you keep w- it in there. Would it still be edible? Uh, I think it got eaten on some occasions. Ooh. Yeah. But it, it stays in the plastic. And the plastic never bursts or Yeah, anything? sometimes. Yeah. Depends okay. how violent the game of cheese ball was. Um, Sounds great. <laughs> it was <laughs> Sounds, great fun. Mmm, macaroni and cheese. Where'd you get all this cheese from? Macaroni and Ooh. cheese ball. Yeah. Some so American the, cheese ball. Those are the sports that That's, me and my friends invented. I really, really would like American cheese ball to go to the Olympics. Yeah. Should, and I think, be. you know what? Four spoons and two limes. Yeah. You need to think of a good name for that. Yeah, it needs a name, really. Spoony limey. Spoony limey. Lime spoon. Mm. That's a much more tactical, um, cultured game than American cheese ball. <laughs> cultured. <laughs> if you can think, listener, of a good game, a good name for two, four spoons and two limes, yeah. please let us know. Yeah. And we'll... Comment your answers. Put it to the Olympics for the next... Exactly. 20, we'll when is poll. the next one? 2022, whatever it is. Sounds about right. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. So, well, next we're going to talk about some other weird sports not invented by us. We'll talk about some weird and wonderful sports. We're going to start with a game called Sports or Not a Sport. <laughs> um, play along <laughs> at home. If you are a teacher, you might want to use this this game in your class. I'm going to indicate when you need to pause. What I'm going to do is I'm going to say a name of a sport uh, to Katie, and Katie has to decide if she thinks it's a real sport or not. Okay. okay? So some of them are genuine weird sports, and some of them are ones I've invented. Okay? So, Katie, are you confident? No, not no? at all. In no way, shape, or form. There are eight. How many do you think you're going to get? How many points? Uh, uh, four. Let's go 50%. Four. 50%. Okay. <clears throat> so, the first weird sport is wife carrying. Sport or not a sport? Pause now if you're playing along at home and ask your students, do you think it's a sport or not a sport? So, Katie, what do you think? Sport or not a sport? Wife carrying. It's 100% a sport. Yeah? It's in Wales, isn't it? Uh, maybe is. they play in Wales. But they have to go along an obstacle course and they have to carry their wife, don't they? Yeah. So that these big burly men are carrying their wives. Mm-hmm. And they're literally, I think they're, 
the wives are being they're over the shoulder, so yeah. the wife's head is hanging around his butt his bottom. Yeah. And the legs are in the air. Exactly. You've heard of this one though. I have, yeah. Um for a bonus point, uh can you guess what the prize is for the national American US uh wife carrying championship? This is an international It's an international thing. The oh the God. world championships are held in Finland. It's generally <laughs> a Scandinavian thing. Okay, maybe it's not Welsh at all. Absolutely. Maybe they do it in Wales. Who but knows? then players Couples from all over the world go to the world championships in Finland, but they have national competitions in America right. and several other countries. And what do the they prizes, win in America? Um, do, do they win a divorce settlement? No. <laughs> <laughs> Would be a good one. <laughs> um, they win in America five times the women's weight in cash. Heck no. For winning the national. Shut up. And the place in the in the world championships. They get to f- go to Finland the next year to compete on the world stage. That is pretty cool. Yeah. So the heavier the woman, the more money you're going to win. Yeah. Right. And they also win the woman's weight in beer. That sounds like a sport I'd like to play. Yeah. I'd play one. that sport. Okay. So. I love it. Next one. You've got one point so far. You're doing well. Okay, great. Next one. Okay. The second sport is chess boxing. Is it a sport or not a sport? Pause now. Ask your students. So what do you think, Katie? Chess boxing. Sport or not a sport? It seems like the kind of thing that... They're so, like, contradictory. There's one is so, like, thoughtful and logical, and the other one's, like, just smacking a man around the face. Though I'm sure it involves also involves a lot of mm-hmm. skill. Um... I wonder if it might be real, just because there is so. It's it's not outside of the realms of possibility. I reckon it's a real sport. It's a real sport. You think? I think so. Ding ding ding! Like a boxing bell. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. It's you're correct. Chess boxing is a sport. Um, they have to make their moves on the chessboard. Right. Is it is okay. it in the ring? It's in the ring. Right. I don't know if they move it then out, and then they have to do a round of boxing after their moves. So if you've just been down. punched in the face, you then have to sit down and play some and chess play moves chess. again. And remember what you were going to do and the strategy wow. and everything. Um, does it work as a sport? I haven't seen it myself, <laughs> but <laughs> quite a lot of people play it. Okay. You're doing well. Two points. Yeah. Two for two. Two for two. Okay. Excited. Next one. Yeah, I'm ready. Cow sledging. Sport or not a sport? <laughs> Defi- Wait. I have to pause. Pause. Ask your students what do you think. Cow sledging, sport or not a sport? What do you think? Um, when you say sledging, like on snow, yeah. or like on mud, like sledging, like tobogganing, with a cow. Yeah. Is someone riding the cow? Obviously. Um. Where do they play this? You have to say okay, if you I think it's a sport or not a sport first. Okay. Uh, I think it's... Uh, I don't think this would work. No way. Don't think it's a sport? No, I don't think it's a sport. You're absolutely correct. Cow sledging <laughs> is not a sport. Although it What did you imagine it work. being like? How did you imagine know. it? Probably Russians would play it. <laughs> Russians. <laughs> In Siberia. I don't Drink know. Drink some vodka. Drink some vodka. Let's get on the cow, Victor. Let's get slide, on the cow. Slide down. Let's go down the hill on the cow. Exactly. Sorry. Like so if you're Russian, I'm really sorry. Sorry to our Russian listeners. Sorry, Russians. 
stereotypical yeah. um, accent there. Yeah, really bad. Okay, so next one. You're doing really well. You've got three points. You've nearly hit your target. Three for three. Three for three. Right, let's ne- next one. Let's go. Let's do this. Next one is underwater hockey. Sport or not a sport? Quick pause. Ask your students. Sport or not a sport? Underwater hockey. So, Katie, what do you think? 100% a sport. I'm sure this is a sport. I think really? we get tiny sticks. I think I've seen this somewhere. There's tiny, tiny sticks. It's like water polo, but with hockey. Mm-hmm. You are 100% correct. Oh, yep. yeah. Underwater hockey does exist. Um, but I think it's actually like on the bottom of the swimming pool. Right, okay. So they have to actually go quite right. far underwater. So it's not like a shallow pool? don't think so. Not wow. from the picture I saw and the BuzzFeed article I got these from. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, wow, you've already hit 50%. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. Well done. You sounded so disingenuous when you said that. Well, come well, on. Well, you hit 50%. Doing really well. I want you to fail some of them. Oh. Okay, next one. Um, sport or not a sport? Musical feline freestyle. <laughs> Quick pause. So, Katie, what do you think? Musical feline freestyle. I really want that to be a sport. I wonder what it would be. Is it like you've got like the cat? Well, feline implies cat. And f- musical, maybe it's like either like a, a cat version of musical chairs or if you've just got a piano and then whichever cat plays Mozart first. <laughs> I don't know. I reckon it's not a sport. You don't I think it's a sport? I don't think it's a sport. You are 100% correct again. <laughs> musical feline, feline freestyle is not a sport, but <laughs> musical canine freestyle is a sport. Okay. So and what is like, that? Um, it's like, it's like dog dogs. dancing. Dog dancing. So you have like, oh. you dress up in a co- special costume. The dog has a costume on. You get it to like jump over little <laughs> fences and like... Obviously, theme it's it what to they music. do in crafts and stuff. Yeah, but you set it to music, so it's like a show. So maybe you put on some like Roman music, and you're dressed as a big Roman centurion with your dog dancing around and acting really out cool. some. some but they story. can't get cats to do that. Probably no? not. No. Okay. Well, it sounds like some. That's a sport I would like to watch. Yeah. With cats in little costumes. Doesn't exist yet, but musical feline freestyle. No. Canines, yes. Okay. Let's go. Next one. You're 100% so far. I'm I'm so loving that I'm winning all the ones. So, next one. Rat shaving. Sport <laughs> or not a sport? Rat shaving. What do you think? You can't, that can't be a sport. That's not a sport. You don't Rat think it's shaving. Sport? Rat shaving. Rat How many shaving. rats can you shave in <laughs> 10 minutes? How many rats can you shave? That's not a sport. <laughs> You're right. It's not a sport. <laughs> this came out of your mind. <laughs> yeah. Come Rat on. shaving. <laughs> Sounds like it could be. How a sport, what, with though. like with like what like electrical shears or like a razor or like a. Like well, a obviously, ma- like you'd lose points if you made the rat bleed. If you cut the rat. <laughs> if you, you cut know, the it rat. Has to be a clean shave. No, it doesn't exist. Oh my god. Um, cow sledging, rat shaving. No, they don't <laughs> exist. You're doing very, very well. Um, next one, toe wrestling. Sport or not a sport? Toe wrestling. Quick pause. And what do you think? Well, I think finger wrestling is a thing. 
why wouldn't toe wrestling be a thing? But then what would be the objective of toe wrestling? You just have to get someone's toe. What, you break someone's toe? <laughs> that, does, that doesn't sound very, like, very realistic. I wonder. I'm saying not a sport. Not a sport. Uh-uh. Oh, I was going. So wrestling is a sport. Nearly went played for the in clean England, sleep. actually. Clean sweep. Um, it's similar to thumb war, you know, where you have to pin someone else's thumb down, which you'd play with your hands. Yeah. Um, you have to interlock your toes, Ooh. so you fit your toes together with your Ooh. opponent, so they're like crossed over, and then Ew. you have to pin the other person's foot down using your toes and your foot muscles that sounds awful sounds pretty disgusting like you know when you get sometimes when you paint your toenails Mm -hmm. uh, well men or women do this and you have these this like a little foamy sponge thing that goes between each toe to separate them to separate them out that is so uncomfortable i can only imagine having somebody else's sweaty athlete's foot toes (laughs) squished in between your own toes yeah that's the sport (laughs) How do people come up with these things? The people playing it in the photo I've seen were two like big, bold, fat (laughs) men. So like, so they probably have athletes for (laughs) definitely some like kind of bunions as well. Okay, well the next one is, well you're probably going to get this one: cheese rolling, sport (laughs) or not a sport. That's definitely a sport. Mm You're absolutely right. I know that one because you'll find out a little bit later in the episode. Yeah, exactly. We're going to speak to someone who's attended cheese rolling and he's going to tell you all about it. Why don't we speak to him now? (laughs) Good segue. Okay, we're talking to Mark. Hi, Mark. How are you? Hello. How's it going? (laughs) Mark is talking to us about a quite a unique sport that he has um, seen. You haven't partaken in no, it. No, no, I've uh, I've seen it a few times when I was younger. All right, tell, tell us about it. So it is cheese rolling, which is something that is done around in Gloucestershire. Mm-hmm. I'm from Cheltenham. Well, I'm actually from a small village called Bishop's Cleeve outside of Cheltenham. Right. Is this, it, in where Glo- is that in kind of um, it relation is to London? between... It's north of Bristol and south of Birmingham, right, and it's okay. about forty-minute drive from the Welsh border. Okay. So it's quite easy to pinpoint there. About three hours from London, I'd say. Okay. And yeah, in Gloucestershire, everyone knows about cheese rolling because right. it's one of those things that's Gloucestershire's being in the Cotswolds, like a, fe- a lot of the towns and places, quite festival towns and places. Cheltenham mm-hmm. being one of those. So when there's something that comes around on an annual basis, people often get very excited about it, whether that be like the Cider and Sausage Festival, right. or that be the, uh, the Beer Festival, or that be Cheese Rolling. Right. And lots of people will come from all over to see it. And all over England, in fact, but certainly all over Gloucestershire. So it's, it, it entails a group of people standing at the top of a, a hill, and if you can imagine the hill, it's, it's not just a steep hill, but the, the, the shape of the hill is so it's, it's uh, complicated. Is it one specific hill? Yes, exactly. Right. It's, it's near uh, Brockworth, which is just... Or is it Brockworth? Brockhampton? Bro- I think it's Brockworth, which is just outside of Gloucester. Right. And similarly just outside of Chapman. Um, yeah, and it's in this hill. It's even called Crinkly Hill or Crook Hill. <laughs> Crooked Hill or something. You'd have to you'd have to Wikipedia it. But it's one of those, and you go to the top of this this great big hill, 
And yeah, as I say, the shape of the head is concave. So when you're standing at the top, although it is very steep, you can't actually see the gradient of the hill or the line of the hill. And that's very, very uneasy. And I think that's part of the reason the, the, the cheese rolling has such a, such a name. So you've got, you've got your hill, you've got your group of people at the so top. Concave, it kind of, so it starts at top and then it kind of goes down and inwards. Inwards, yeah. And then out. Yeah. And that's what makes it so dangerous and in, in, in turn so famous, I suppose. Mm. So, you, you, so you can imagine your pe- people at the top of the hill lining up and then they get a big uh, block of cheese. Is it a block of cheese or is it, it like a, a big wheel of it's cheese? It's a wheel of cheese, sorry. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's and a wheel what, of cheese. What kind of cheese is it? I, it's got to be something from Gloucestershire. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, what, what, Brad, what kind of cheese is Jeff from Gloucestershire? No idea. It's not like Glo- is that, is Gloucester cheese. Is Gloucester There's one not called a... Double Gloucester. It could be is that. it not a cheese called Gloucester? It could be. It could be. It could be. Right. Honestly, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Okay. But yes, anyway. You're, you get your huge weed of cheese. Someone rolls it. And everyone goes. And the aim of the game is to catch the cheese. Even if the cheese, the cheese seems to always roll down. I don't know how that happens, but cheese, cheese seems to... Maybe rolling and bouncing. Yeah, it always seems to make it down. You know? <laughs> I just always think, like, why would Unlike it just Unlike the rest over? of the people. Exactly. Maybe. How many people are standing at the top of the hill? I, could, I, I couldn't tell you an exact number. I reckon it can't be many more than... Somewhere between 30 and 50, I would say. Right. Um, but you've got to be pretty brave to do it. Like, if you look at it from the bottom or, or anywhere, really, you think, no, I'm all right for that. Right. But uh, some people really do go for it. And you, yeah, then some people are set up and you'll get people that are really serious who are genuinely trying to win it. Right. And you get another, another section of people who are just sort of there for the laugh and won't injure themselves because they're not really going gun-ho. If you go gun-ho, chances are you might win. Okay. Um, and then you'll, there'll be a few ambulances at the bottom. So it's, it's, I think it's organised the event. I don't think it's on a specific day. I can't remember if there's a date of the year it's on. It probably is, actually. I can't remember. But <laughs> it's organised enough so there's ambulances there. So right. it's, uh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's well done. And then, yeah, then you just set off and you sprint, generally, as fast as you can down the hill to collect the cheese. But you, because of the shape of the hill, because of the speed you pick up, it's in, it's must, I think it is impossible. It must be impossible to stay on your feet. I don't think I've ever seen or heard of anyone just running down the hill. Right. And then it, it, if you can imagine the kind of falls you have... I would say they're like um, ski crashes. If you ever watch the Super G in the Olympics or the, uh, the slalom or something, when they, probably the Super G is the better example. When What's the Super G? The Super G, you have slalom, giant slalom, and then Super G. And Super right. G is the fastest of the three and longest right. of the three. Right. So that's where you see the skiers going full pelt head down, jumping in the shoes position, you know, really going for and it. And so when they fall, they're really fall. And when they fall, yeah, the body looks as if all the bones aren't in the body anymore. I <gasps> see it on these animated games and they just spin and spin and spin like this. And uh, yeah, the, you just momentum is taking you down. <laughs> and yeah, this is what happens on grass opposed to, to snow. So it becomes pretty dangerous. You hear people breaking their backs and legs oh and arms. Oh my word. It becomes really out, out of place. That, that sort of name for it, that, that element of it hasn't really carried that far, you know. So obviously it is dangerous, but people still turn up and, and aren't are completely unfazed by it all. So it's quite, uh, it's quite strange, really. <laughs> what was your experience? Because you, you said you watched it as a child. What was your experience of watching it? Yeah, well, my, my family liked to walk a lot when I was a kid. So we have a hill above my village and there's hills all around the Mulvans are nearby. And this is just another hill called Leckhampton Hill and then moves on to Brockworth Hill. 
and whatever hell we decided this is called. <laughs> and yeah, and like crinkle, to, what did you think? Crinkly bottom, crinkly bottom hill. I think it, there is one called that. Whether it is the same one, I don't know. Okay. Crinkle bottom. Or so you would bottom. go walk, what, did you just stumble across it? Yeah, no, well, we'd, we'd walk often and this would be part of a, an added addition to the day out. So my parents would normally try and take us out and say, oh, well, there's a lake there, or there's this there, and you can do that. And this was one of those things. So yeah, they took us out and I went a couple of times. Can't remember what, how old I was. I think really I'm the first time in, in my teens, teens the second time. Um, and then, yeah, we just... Just rocked a pot, came across it, and then we sat there for a good hour, had some food, watched some people tumble down, and uh, that was it. I, did, I didn't see anyone catch the cheese, though. I think someone, like, <laughs> someone got unlikely. to the bottom. Yeah, it does, it? It sounds like an unlikely thing. <laughs> really unlikely. I, was, I saw someone get to the bottom and pick up the cheese, but never, never like, catch like it. Like, actually catching the cheese exactly, halfway yeah. there. Well, Mark, thank you so much for speaking to us today. It no was problem. An absolute pleasure. Uh, it was really exciting to hear about <laughs> Glad to tell you. Guy is mad, isn't it? So that was uh, a very interesting segue on cheese rolling. Exactly. It's it's kind of similar to American cheese ball. <laughs> <laughs> exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> so I just wanted to mention Highland Games as well for my home and native land the highland games is comes from scotland and yeah. uh has some very specific activities involved mm. um i've been to some highland games i was yeah. born in scotland as well oh, yeah. some scottish connection exactly so highland games normally take place in june july and august in scotland and it normally also involves around um revolves around like food trucks and normally there's a fun fair and stuff as well but people do take it really really seriously yeah so there are several events that take place throughout the the day or the weekend of when the highland games is running and the last one i went to was a couple of years ago in a place called bridge of allen which is near sterling and they had not only like some of more of the traditional sports which i'll tell you about in a moment they also had like sprinting and running and it was for all ages, mm. you know, boys and girls, men and women. And everyone was everyone was taking part. It was really exciting to watch. I was really enjoyed it. Yeah. I sat there with my fish and chips <laughs> watching some people run 800 meters. It was yeah. great. So the more traditional sports are something called, in particular, the most notable one is the caber toss. And the caber toss is, the caber is basically a tree, normally a, a fir or a Scots pine, that's been stripped of all its branches and it's just a long, long trunk with no leaves on. This mm. is this is like a seriously long heavy heavy thing. I think it's been I can't remember if it's been soaked in water to make it heavier. Can't remember. But you basically okay. have to hold the, the tree trunk or the caber upright with it leaning on your shoulder and you're holding the base of it with your two hands. And then you need to run and flip it up into the air and it should flip over on itself and the head should land on the ground and then it should fall backwards, so fall away from you. Hmm. And then they measure that distance of how how far you've thrown it. It's a really difficult sport because it's such a long tree so you could get off balance yeah. really easily. It's quite dangerous. It's really dangerous. And the other thing is you have to have it flip over and fall over. Like away from you. And but it has to be and straight. exactly straight. <gasps> That's true. It has, it has to, to be, be straight. Like Twelve o'clock, they call it. So as if it's like, um, like pointing to twelve o'clock on a clock exactly. face. 
And if it's slightly at an angle, then you lose points. That's so true. I forgot about that part. Yeah. It's a really impressive sport. Mm-hmm. And then another one that's popular is tug of war, which is a big, long, thick rope. And I can't remember how many men are in each side. Do you know? I think it's teams of four or teams of six. Yeah. And then you have to pull on the rope until, well, basically a certain amount of distance yeah. towards your, your end of the rope. So you have to pull the other team. Like, there's like, normally like until they cross a line. line. There's normally yeah. a line and you have to cross, they get a certain part of the rope across that line. And you have your, your biggest, fattest, heaviest guy at the back with like yep. the rope around the his anchor. waist. Yeah. yeah. Anchoring the whole thing. And then uh, there's also the hammer throw, which is a bit similar to the discus in in the Olympic Games, but with a hammer. Yeah. <laughs> like Thor. Yeah. It's just occurred to me it's a bit like hammer. But it's Thor. like a Sorry. big weight on a big on the end of a big stick. Yeah. You just have to throw it. And they spin around, 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 around. That's it. also really dodgy. Yeah. Just considering that's in the middle of a field. Yeah, people watching. Yeah, people watching on all sides. If they let go at the wrong moment, there's no net to catch it. Yeah. But worrying. But they're, you know, old-fashioned sports about being strong so and I'm pulling strong. and throwing. Being manly. I think this was, stuff. I think the origins of it, something to do like, something to do with chieftains, I don't know. Something yeah, to do the, with the clans. The, the clans and stuff. So the different tribes and clans. I would, I would highly recommend, if, if any listeners out there would like to go to Scotland, I would highly recommend going to see a Highland Games because they are really good fun and uh, a really good display of our culture. There's also a lot of Highland dancing that happens, yeah. which is also a very particular kind of dancing. Mm-hmm. So I'd, I'd recommend it. Do it. Good fun. Do it. It's great fun. <laughs> Got to be done if you go to Scotland in exactly. the summer. Exactly. Next up, we are going to speak to Ruth, Tim's sister. Yep, she's going to tell us all about roller derby. Uh, wonderful sport. Full contact, roller skate-based sport. Women smashing into each other. I'm really excited for this interview. Yeah. Roll it. So we're talking to Ruth about roller derby. Hello, Ruth. How are you doing? Hello, Tim. I'm good. How are you? Good, thanks. Yeah, I'm just having a lazy Sunday here in Barcelona. You are my big sister. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Where about to you now? So right now I'm in Toronto in Canada. Uh, so I've been here for 12 years. Wow, it was 12 years this January. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and yeah, and, and as you know very too. well, you came over to see us in the summer. So you have yeah. some idea of what it looks like. Yeah, it's great. We had a great time. We spoke about it on the podcast on the episode when we just after I got back. Ah, uh, yes. I do so, listen to your podcast, actually. I did hear you talk about it. You do. Just... You're one of our most avid listeners. <laughs> so, um, you play a certain sport called roller derby. Yes, Is that right? I do. Yes. Could you tell us a little bit about the sport um, for people who have never heard of it? How does it work? What do you have to do? What does it involve? So, imagine rugby on roller skates, but without a ball. And okay. so, instead of, a, instead of a ball, you have a person. So, a team is quite large. So you can have 15 players on a team, but, and it's played on an oval track. So, at any one time, there's only five players from each team on the track. And one of those people is called the jammer. And so, they have a star that they wear on their helmet, 
and they have to they start behind all the other players and so they have to get through uh, past their own team and past the opposing team and then once they've got through those players they have to skate around the track as fast as possible and then the second time they come round anybody they pass from the opposing team is a point uh. so and then obviously the opposing team's job is to block that jammer from getting through so it's okay. a very physical full contact sport played on on roller skates okay great um, so that the the jam is kind of like the ball in rugby, as you'd say. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Great. Um, do you know anything about where the sport originated or the the origins of the sport? So back in the nineteen seventies, it was something that was on TV and it was played oh, really? on. Yeah, it was kind of a bit like uh, WWE. So it was very scripted, and everyone sort of had big hair and wore like silver jumpsuits, and it was all sort of um, you know they would do tricks because it was played on what's called like a, a track that was again still oval, but it had it was banked. So it was a bit like when you go, you know, if you watch cycling on the Olympics and like, it has like a slope to it. So the skating track was like that. Uh, and it occasionally would have like ramps and things on it. So they would basically, you know, throw each other around and they would hit each other into railings. And so it was, yeah, it had a very much a sort of uh, a a performance wrestling. art. Yeah, like a wrestling okay. sort of aspect to it. And then, so after a while, that sort of died out. I think the appetite for watching people, uh, you know, get injured wasn't really there. Uh, mm -hmm. That sort of phase passed. And then sometime in the mid, um, early to mid 2000s, it kind of got resurrected as a, you know, serious competitive sport that's very community based. Uh, and they went from, it's very difficult to build these sort of banked, banked tracks. So it went onto a flat track. And now it's sort of played, Mostly, it started off in North America, in the States, and it's sort of spread throughout the world now, so there are world championships. Mm -hmm. um, but it's very community-based, so it's played, you know, we play on a hockey arena. So in the summer, when there's no ice skating, they take the ice up in the arenas, and it's used for other sports, which includes roller derby. Okay. Um, so there's lots of communities all over North America, uh, Canada, US, and to a certain extent, the UK, Europe. There's uh, one in Barcelona. So there's a there's a club in Barcelona. Yes, I did. I, I was I was thinking, I, I looked into it because I thought maybe next time we visit you we could go and see a game. Ah, oh, I, I like they're quite, some... they're quite competitive as well. Their yeah. ranking is quite high in the world. Now, do they ever do like a world championship? Yeah, so it's done. Um, it's done on a points thing, uh, points system. So everybody. Everybody who belongs to the Women's Flat Track Derby Association has to play other teams that also belong to that league. And then during, I think, the season, I think it's like a calendar year because the championships are in November and December. Uh, and they, so the more games you play and the more games you win, the more points you get. And they have this very complicated algorithm because not everyone could play the same number of teams because it depends on where you live. Uh, and then at the end of the season they look at the rankings and then they have official championships so division one division two uh, and then also like the final finals it's usually the final is usually like two american teams like texas right. and, and new york and places like that have um very well established very highly competitive things and there's also there are country-based teams so there's not an olympics but a you know an actual world championship so canada okay. versus the u.s germany versus um australia that kind of thing 
So and they pick, yeah. like, the, like football, they pick like the best American players or play in the yeah. US team. Okay. Best yeah. Canadians. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, and how did you get into it? When did you start? Um, it's interesting. Yeah, so I used to do, I was never a team sports player as a kid. And I we used to, you know, you probably remember we did a lot of hiking and outdoor stuff. Yeah. Um, and when I came to Canada, I start, I continued to do some of that stuff. Um, but I also, it wasn't as much as I used to do as a kid. And I was sort of, I got, I used to work in a lab, so I was pretty active. So I always felt fairly healthy, but I moved from working in a lab to working at a desk. And I began after about three or four years, I sort of began to feel, you know, really unhealthy, aching back, sort of very sort of, you know, sedentary. So I, I got a personal trainer and I started going to the gym really seriously and after about I think six to eight months or so of that I was like oh I'm making gains and I'm getting bigger and all this kind of stuff but it was getting boring so it's like well I'm now pretty strong and pretty physical and fit I need to do something with that so I started Mm. looking for sort of different sports and I sort of recognized the sort of slightly aggressive competitive side of myself and I sort of think (laughs) I saw I don't know if you've seen the film Whip It no. So there's actually a film about roller derby, so I saw that. Okay. Thought, that looks awesome. But uh, I didn't realize that it was actually a thing you could do. I thought, oh, you know, it's a film, whatever. And then I realized, I think I saw an advert in Toronto for a local league, and I was like, oh, I could actually do this thing. I could actually, you know, learn to skate and get to get a bit of physicality and sort of hit a few people. But it's also a very strategic game. So that, you know, doing something completely different that nobody really sort of, you know, um, an alternative type of sport yeah yeah something different it was very great it's a really great community so it's very relaxed you know really good great bunch of people um Mm -hmm. yeah and i so i i sort of i was very nervous about it because it it seemed very intimidating so i turned up at this so we have um ah so every league it's a very regulated sport because obviously everyone has a lot of safety um aspects to it so you can't actually play unless you reach a certain a minimum level of skills on skates now i'd actually the last time i'd roller skated was when we were kids i don't know if you remember yeah we had a we had one pair of roller skates that we'd each put on and then we would just like sit at you know get as low as possible and just skate down boucher's hill exactly um, we lived at the top of a massive <laughs> hill and it was really dangerous <laughs> just <laughs> sit on a skateboard <laughs> or sit on some roller skates and try not to get hit by a car yeah, yeah. Uh, crash into the hedge at the bottom or whatever there was no yeah. skill involved there was no. no like no you know being able to actually skate so you know I was basically starting from nothing and I thought well even if I don't get my skills up at least I'll have learned to skate because I thought that would be pretty cool to be able to do so I did this 10-week course and then at the end of it I was like well you know I actually managed to pass the minimum skills so then I started playing and then as soon as I started playing I loved it so I've been playing now for um, I'm just entering my sixth season, so just over okay. five years. Wow. Okay. Um, so what position do you normally play? How do you, what type of player are you? So I started off jamming. Right. Um, just because I think, again, just that competitiveness. And as I said, I'd, I'd been working out a lot, so I was pretty strong, but also quite quite uh, agile and jamming is quite a high is obviously you're the target for everybody so everybody is trying to you know block you knock you down get you out of the way 
Uh, and I was okay with that. I'm like, okay, you know, come at me. I can take it. I can defend against it. So for the first two to three, maybe four years, I was doing that. But um, I'm getting older. My body is getting older. So now I've actually changed to blocking. So wow. now I'm not the jammer anymore. So the last last season and this season, for sure, I'm just going to be blocking. But it's interesting because I think I'd also reached a level with jamming where I wasn't going to get any better and so I, right. you know, I'm, I'm now blocking, so I'm learning a different set of slightly different set of skills. So there, I'm seeing, uh, you know, the challenge and continuing to learn more. Mm-hmm. So I've done both roles. Okay. Well, um, what makes a good player? Do you think so? That obviously there are different positions. Uh, so to be a, a jammer, you think you've got to be able to take take a lot of hits, be quite physical. Um, it depends on the type of jammer you are. So it's what's great about roller derby is that anybody can play it and there's a role for anybody so we have you know really tiny people you know like maybe a hundred pounds who used to be figure skaters Mm. ice skaters and they actually are so fast or so agile they don't often even get impacted they're the sort of people you just can't stop because they you know they they duck left and right and they're sort of out of the way and you're like okay she's gone we didn't even get a chance to make contact (laughs) with her (laughs) you know i'm kind of a medium-sized person so a little bit of the agility um and also the ability to take some hits so that also makes for a good jammer um, but then obviously someone slightly larger than me, if they have the footwork and the, and the will to do it, they just kind of bowl through everybody. Okay. Um, so three different types of jammers. And then again, with blockers. So, you know, even larger people make really good blockers because they can really, you know, knock someone out of the way and, and they're very difficult to get around. So there's, yeah, there's roles for everybody. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Okay. Um, and how do you t- train or prepare to, to play the sport? So we practice two to three times a week. Um, so that's like a two-hour practice. And to do that, there's kind of three different things that we do. So we will do footwork, so learning how to skate better, so skating backwards, you know, like transitioning from forward to backwards Mm. you know sort of being able to move across the track left and right and do different things Uh, and then we practice like strategy so figuring out where you're supposed to be on the track in certain scenarios and how you work together to be effective and then we will also just have like practice gameplay where we will just get on and and play so Mm -hmm. we'll do that two or three times a week um, I also do a lot of cross training. So uh, after like being in the gym and stuff like that, I managed to maintain that. So I will, because roller derby is so high impact, it's, you know, you need a good level of endurance, which you don't necessarily get from the skating. So you do what's called cross training and also strength. So to prevent injury and things like that, it's good to have strong joints, strong muscles. So right. I go to a regular gym and do circuit training as well. Okay. Um, and do you have like set, set plays, set strategies that you'll practice in the training sessions and then use in matches? Yes, sort of. Yeah. Our team has been our team has been going through sort of changing leadership and sort of flux recently. So we're just getting to the point where we're really building our skills again. Because you mm-hmm. can play without having like, you know, ten different strategies. You're like, okay, we're in this scenario and we're gonna make play ten. Like we don't do that, but we're thinking about doing it. But yeah, so there are certain things like so this is going to get complicated, but for example, um, 
as well as the jammer, in the set of blockers in your team, there's a player called the pivot. So if the jammer gets and and they're they're identified by these helmet covers. So when I say the pivot, the the jammer wears a star. It's actually something you can take off your helmet because it's like a stretchy elastic cover. So if the jammer gets tired, they can pass that helmet cover to the pivot and then the pivot becomes a jammer. So deciding when to do that is very key. So we practice what we call passing the star. Um, And then if you knock the jammer down, the person who knocks the jammer down uh, and out of if they go out of the track, that person can skate backwards because the jammer has to always be behind the person they haven't sort of, you know, got round. So if you knock it down, you can go all the way back. So, but you can only go back so far. You can only go back 10 feet behind the pack. So everyone has to like string out in a long line because there's all these rules about how close you need to stay together. Um, So that's kind of another strategy that we practice as well. So that's just like two of the things we have to think about. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. And what is it that you enjoy most about playing the sport? It's the physicality of it. The fact that I can now skate when I couldn't skate before and just continually learning. So always learning new skills and the strategy and a lot of the team bonding as well. It's quite funny because I never used to be into team sports because I was just like, yeah, I'll just do my own thing. But actually being part of a team, it's really a big family and it's really nice. Okay. There's a lot of different elements to all the derby that are really cool. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Well, thanks a lot for speaking to us. It was really interesting. Um, we're also going to add some photos. I took some photos of you playing it um, when I was in Canada. So we'll we'll choose a good one of those of you in action to put on there uh, with the episode when we upload it as well, if you don't mind. I don't mind now, so long <laughs> as I'm not making my derby face. Your angry no war face. <laughs> my war face, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so really, I draw the ones where I'm smiling and not grinning. Okay, I'll try and pick face. out one where you, where you <laughs> haven't got your war face on. Okay, well, thanks a lot for speaking to us. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, I'll speak to you soon. Yes, have a good rest of your day. You too. Okay. We're on a mission to avoid repetition with five ways to say. Five ways to say. Okay, five ways to say. Uh, now, we have several different ways of talking about the places where you play the sports, right? Yep, different sp- particular words. So we're going to have a quiz. Ooh. I love a quiz. It's all about <laughs> quizzes this week. <laughs> to play along in class. So we're going to ask the question about the name of the specific place where you play sport. Teacher, you can pause it. Get, see if your students in groups can remember the name. Or if you're just listening by yourself, just, uh, just you know, kind of kind of go, yeah. hmm, what is, what is that place called? Mm, is it a football course? Is it a tennis pitch? For example. Those are both wrong. By They're the both wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so, question one. Go for it, Katie. What is the place where you play football called? Tick-tock, 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 tick-tock. The answer is a football pitch. A football pitch. Mm. Also, a rugby pitch. Mm-hmm. Well, some other sports we play. Hockey pitch. Trying to think of other ones with pitch. Well, that's three. Okay. <laughs> Question two. Where do you play basketball? Tick-tock, 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 tick-tock. You play basketball on a basketball court. Ooh. You can mm. also, it's a badminton Badminton court. court. Tennis court. Squash court. Squash court. Paddle court. Yeah, very. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Topical. Topical over here. Question three. Uh, what do you call a place where you play golf? It's a golf course. Golf course. Golf course. Exactly. Anything else with course? Don't think so. Main course. <laughs> <laughs> Not the same. <laughs> I'm hungry. Can you tell? <laughs> yes. Um, okay. Next one. Where do you go skiing? <laughs> you go skiing on a ski slope. Or you can say a piste. I, I say piste. Yeah. But you can also say a ski slope. I think that's kind of a French thing, though. Yeah. Whatever. We stole them from the French. Yeah. Ski slope or a piste. Or a mountain. <laughs> yeah. Say mountain. Yep. Oh, and a ski resort. Mm. Common mistake here is that everybody says a ski station. They when do. When they mean a ski resort. Get it right, guys. Get it right, guys. Come on. Come on. And the last, last question. One. Where do you go ice skating? You go ice skating in an ice rink. Mm, ice, ice rink. rink. Exactly. Strange word. It is a bit of a weird word. How many points did you get? Who won? Teacher, give the winners a sticker or something. <laughs> or some Haribo. <laughs> oh. Should have said that. <laughs> okay. So the next bit of five ways to say, as usual, there are more than five ways to say. Um, we've got three verbs mm-hmm. that you can use to talk about um, sports and sports results. They are win, beat, and score. Yeah. How do we use win? So with win, you would say uh, you'd win a match or you'd mm. win a competition or you'd win a championship. But you wouldn't say you win a player, for yeah. example. Or you wouldn't say we won the opposition. No, you okay. wouldn't. But you win a match, you win a point. So you could say, for example, France won the World Cup or Man United won the match example or you could say serena williams won the tennis competition exactly um beat so we use beat you say you beat the opposition Mm -hmm. so you'd say serena williams beat sharapova Mm -hmm. in the final for example you always beat your opponent Mm -hmm. so um i don't know i'm trying to think of a team that isn't real madrid and barca (laughs) (laughs) Arsenal, Arsenal beat, beat Tottenham. Okay, I'm not. I hate Tottenham. Okay, well I'm ni- I'm, not, I'm kind of neutral on both those teams. Okay. So Tottenham could also beat Arsenal. Nah. All right, fine. Okay, and the last one, score. Katie, do you want to tell us? So I said you could win a point, but you can score points as well. Yeah. Score points or score score a goal. You can't win a goal. You score a goal. Exactly. So, mm, uh, what's the name of that English football player? Harry Kane. The Harry Kane he plays for scored a goal. But yeah. he was great in the World yeah, Cup. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's good. He's a good player. Oh, yeah. Oh, score a penalty. Conceding for that one, are you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Score a penalty. Score a goal. Score a hat trick. Score a hat. It's all quite football centric. Um, yeah. You could score wait, 50 points. Another one, a... bonus one. You shoot a basket. So to shoot is to try to score. So when. For example, a footballer's taking a penalty. Mm-hmm. He shoots at the goal. He, he scores. scores. <laughs> he shoots. He scores. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and then we have to win a game. Yep. But you can also draw a game, which means you have the same score at the end of the game. So you could say they drew 1-1. Yeah. They scored one goal each. Exactly. 
In America, they say tie. Mm-hmm. Oh, do so they? In the UK, okay. they say draw. In America, they say tie. So you could say they tied 1-1 one, one mm-hmm. in America, or they mm-hmm. drew 1-1. One, one. Okay. And to lose a game, exactly. you are the loser. You have been beaten. Mm-hmm. So lose 3-0, for example. In England, we say we don't say zero. We say nil. nil. Or in tennis, you say love. That's nice, isn't it? Three love. <laughs> Weird different names for yeah, zero, right. just to make it. In tennis, it's also like, you know, when they go juice. Yeah. Uh, yeah juice is D-E-U-C-E. I, I thought they were saying juice as juice, in orange too, juice. Yeah. Very confusing. Juice. Let's just stop and have some juice. Let's <laughs> have some juice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. French five again, ways to say. Yeah. We're on a mission to avoid repetition with five ways to say. Tim, I feel like every episode of this podcast, I learned something new and weird about your life. Really? Like all the weird sports that you made up. <laughs> American cheese ball and the <laughs> like, lime and spoon game. For example. Yeah. You get more and more unique <laughs> in your life experiences. Weirder. And weirder. Yeah. Hope um, you've enjoyed our episode all about sports. I've learned lots about you as well. You're um full contact handball <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great fun yeah um yeah i think you can tell we've had fun with this episode and it sounds yeah. wonderful in our new studio so exciting thanks to ben for sorting that out and being our technical wizard and just all-round inspiration exactly oh we're making him laugh <laughs> see if we can make him cry he's having a wee cry <laughs> oh, he's, he's laughing so he doesn't cry. cry he's so proud he's just so proud of us <laughs> <laughs> Well, we hope you've enjoyed the episode. Um, leave a message, uh, a comment on the SoundCloud, on the Facebook. What weird sports do they play in your country? Um, or which they sport would cheeses? you like to try? Yeah. Would you like to try roller derby? Um, For example. Would you chase a cheese down a hill? Would you play American cheese ball? Yeah. Would you be good at balancing a lime on a wooden spoon? Yeah. <laughs> Or and do if, some if wife you carrying. invented any weird sports when you were, or if you play any weird sports now, yeah. we would love to hear from you. Please leave a comment. Exactly. Bye for now. Bye. See you soon. Welcome to the podcast. Two teas in a pod. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Two teas in a pod. Thanks for listening to today's show. We hope you've enjoyed it. Um, We'd like to say thanks to our wonderful sound producer, Ben Ward, for all his hard work editing and recording the show. Um, To Mark Wilding, who made our artwork and branding. To Lisa Marie Court, Bernice Ray, Vicky Malena, and our own Katie Wright for singing the jingles. And obviously the presenters, uh, Katie Wright, the wonderful Katie Wright, and myself. Um, if you've enjoyed the show, uh, leave a comment on the Facebook page or the other social medias and share, 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 share the link. Okay. Get out to as many people as possible. So thanks to all our guests this week and tune in next time.